Hey, good morning, Purpose Claremont. Uh, I'm so sorry it's been a while since um, I put one of these up for <laughs> the few that are listening. Um, I was on vacation, and and then there were just, uh, I don't, I'm sure everyone has the weeks that are busy, but vacation, I just really tried to unplug and focus in on the family, but um, just was reading a couple days ago from Psalm 6 uh, in our reading plan, and I just it just spoke to me, and I wanted to I wanted to be an encouragement to others, and so um, let's pray, and we'll jump into um, we'll just jump into real quick for Psalm six. God, I give you thanks um, for you have shown yourself faithful to me and to so just all of us uh, when we pull back and we look, um, try to look at things objectively when we look over our lives and we see how you've stepped in and um, in small ways and great ways. Um, God, I thank you that in Psalm 6, we just see honesty and then we see the benefit of it, being honest before you, um, with what we're doing and how we're feeling with how, well, I'm sorry, with what we're dealing with and how we're feeling, but, um, and then kind of our response when we do or what we experience because of it. So I pray that you would encourage and convict and lead us closer and closer to being like Jesus because we love you and want to be want uh, to want to be close to you and know you and so God bless this time we pray in your name amen so uh psalm 6 starting verse 1 um this is the psalm of david he says o lord rebuke me not in your anger nor discipline me in your wrath be gracious to me o lord for i am languishing heal me o lord for my bones are troubled my soul also is greatly troubled but you o lord how long I'll stop there for just a second. I love his honesty. Um, first, he's like, don't rebuke me in your anger. We know that God has anger. I mean, you know, we don't want to tick him off, um, nor discipline me in your wrath. And he says, but be gracious to me. So I know that God is gracious. Like God has anger. He gets angry. Um, his, and his, but his, his anger is righteous. It's never based upon insecurity or lack of perspective or misunderstanding. It's always right. Um, but be gracious to me. And now watch what he says, for I am languishing. This is a man after God's own heart. He says, I'm languishing. My bones are troubled. My soul is also greatly troubled. And then he asks that question, how long? And I feel like a lot of us have that same question. And we ask it often. It's like, how long, God, am I going to be in so much pain? Now, the reason I'm encouraged by this, and it sounds weird that someone's languishing, but I'm encouraged by it. And what I'm encouraged is that, one, it's written in Scripture, Believing that scripture is God-inspired, God-breathed, that God wanted us to hear from another person who's after his own heart. He wanted us to hear the fact that they languish. We languish, that we hurt. We go through difficult times. Uh, we go through times that it just seemed like they're way beyond our ability to endure. And then look at his request. Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. To ask God to turn means that you feel like God isn't close, like he's far off and you're asking him to come back. And if you ever feel like that, that's that's normal. However, we don't want to go with our feelings. We want to go with truth. So when God says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, then why is it that David's having to say, turn, O Lord, deliver my life? Well, there's times where it just feels like God isn't close. Um, and I remember years and years and years ago, I was going through a, a wilderness time, and I still go through wilderness times. Those are part of it. 
those are part of the journey. We're not supposed to look at those as there's nothing in those. In fact, I think those are the times where we actually get closest to God. We learn the most about ourselves and about God. Um, intimacy with him is, intimacy with God is experienced even deeper because of the wilderness that he allows us to go through. So I believe there's there's joy that comes from the wilderness and even in in the midst of the wilderness times in our in our walk with Jesus. Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Turn, O Lord. So why does it feel like he's he's alone? Well, sometimes the circumstances just become so big. But I remember years and years ago, I was um, going through wilderness time. It was around the time I was finishing up my master's thesis. I remember sitting there typing it out, working on things. And I just remember crying out to God. And this thought popped in my head. And I've never forgotten it. And that's why I kind of really believe that it's God. Because a lot of thoughts will pop out of my head. Not into it, but pop out. And I'll forget them. But this thought just rang, rang out clear, like loud and clear. And I heard, sometimes sometimes I'll take away the emotion to make sure you'll be obedient. Like we want the emotional rush of being close to God. And it's wonderful. And sometimes he'll bless us with that. But a lot of times we begin to want to worship the experience rather than the God of the experience. And so I believe that his silence is just as necessary as when he speaks so clearly um, and personally to us. Um, through his word and by his Holy Spirit, um, but learning to uh, learning to trust him in his silence and not feel like you're automatically in the wrong or that you've done something wrong. It could be. I mean, there might be sin in my life with, and is, that is impacting my intimacy with God, but other times it's just God being quiet, and there's a purpose behind all of it, and I think we'll see it. She says, Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there's no remembrance of you. It's kind of like, if you don't save me, I'm going to die. Now that's 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 when you feel like you're really in a bad place. It's like if you don't step in, I'm going to die. I'm gonna like shield the place of death. Verse six, I'm weary with my moaning. Now watch this. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. So every night there's just this brokenness that he's experiencing. So this is a season of languishing, like he's mentioned above. But then, verse 8, it's like there's there's something that changes uh, inside of David. Where he says, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. Everything begins to change when we know that God hears us. When you believe it, when you absolutely, when we believe that God hears our weeping, he doesn't look at our weeping and say, toughen up. How dare you? You're not trusting me. Like he gets it. I mean, John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. He was broken when he saw Lazarus had died and all, his, all of Lazarus's friends and those who were there mourning, they were all mourning. He wept. So weeping can't be, can't be a sign of not trusting God. Jesus wept, even though he knew he was going to do for Lazarus. But there's this there's this confidence that comes when we know that God hears us and that God sees our weeping. So he goes on, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard the heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. I mean, this is a very brutally honest prayer. I mean, calling God to turn. Um, how long? I mean, you're asking the God of the universe who's in charge of everything, who can do whatever he wants. Like, how long are you going to let this happen? Or how long are you going to forget about me? Or how long um, am I going to go through this? He just, I mean, just throws it out. Tell him how troubled he is, how much, like, he's languishing. He's crying every night. 
But because he knows God heard him, now he, and he's like, he heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. This honest, raw prayer before God, he accepts it. And then he says, all my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. There's this confidence that he knows that God's going to come through. Guys, we gotta get we we gotta understand that we are invited in these times when we're not quite sure why we're going through something and how painful it is. We are then invited to draw near to God and to be raw and honest and to cry out to Him, remembering that He's Lord God of the universe. Yes, and He's also Abba Father. He's that loving Father that just loves us like crazy and wants to show grace and mercy toward us. But in those times where it feels like he's silent, it means we keep crying out. And when it seems like he's not saying anything, maybe he has nothing to say. He's just saying, just say everything you want to say. And that's what David does here. He just cries out. And then because he does, and he knows who it is that he spoke to, and he knows. And I think it might be because of past experience or whatever, but it doesn't say in the passage. But I can say from my own life that because when I know that I've cried out to God honestly, I know. I know because of past experiences with him. He's going to come through, and there's this confidence that I have that God's involved, that God's going to make a way. He's going to bring me through it. I mean, I've heard a little line, and it's, I mean, I like it. It's kind of cheesy, but I like it. But if God if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it, and I believe it. Like, whatever it is that we come against, God brings us to it, and God will bring us through it. And then he's going to show himself faithful. He's going to show more of himself. He's going to reveal himself to us. Because again, in times of adversity, in times of crisis, in times of wilderness, that's when we really see God for who he really is. We are really aware of him. And he's teaching us things that can't be taught in times of plenty and comfort. But think about it. We want to experience the comfort of God, the goodness of God. We experience the comfort of God and the goodness of God best in the wilderness. And he's going to show us um, what to do, where to walk, where to go, and how he's going to bring us through. But it's day by day, not all at once. Day by day, why? Because it's about the journey with Jesus, not just about getting to the, the destination. So I wanted to encourage, I was so encouraged, again, it sounds weird, because of the languishing soul of another human being who honestly wrote a song about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And God has used that song that David wrote who David probably thought he just wrote it for himself. God has used that for many, for thousands of years to encourage the souls of Christians. Be honest with God. You're going to go through a difficult time. Be honest with how you're feeling and pray. Just continue to pray. And when you do, you watch. God will change perspective so that we are walking confidently in the faith um, of our relationship with Jesus. So I pray that this is encouragement. Love you guys more than you know, and we'll talk soon.